right, before we get started, we got to give some shout-outs. Big shout-out to Puke Drool, our man in Japan. He's been interacting a lot with us on Instagram. Love having him as a fan. Big shout-out to the Test Pattern Podcast. We just did a cool cross-cast with them, putting together two episodes about Italian horror movies. So you got to keep an eye out for that. It'll be coming in the near future. They were a lot of fun. Tab and Jacob from the Test Pattern Podcast, really knowledgeable about all kinds of crazy cult movies and all those creepy monster flicks you love. So check out their podcast and keep an eye out for our crosscast coming out. For this week's episode, we're talking creepy kids. And now, you're listening to the Launchpad Podcast. <laughs> Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. And we're the Rocketeers, two roommates who haven't lived together in a long time, but we're doing a podcast now. Rumi, what are we talking about today? One, two, Freddy's coming for you. We're talking about Freddy Krueger? Three, four, better lock your door. We're talking about nursery rhymes. Five, six, no scary kids. <gasps> We're talking about scary kids. Scary kids in film and television. You've seen them selling Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. You've seen them picking their nose. Yeah. But if you like us, you've seen them killing and murdering, freaking people out in dreams and shit. Smiling the whole time. Creepy little smiles. Oh, man. Yeah, we're talking killer kids today. Yeah, never trust a kid, dude. Just in general. I mean, they're little ego creatures. <laughs> I mean, in reality, not sure. outside of the movies, just in reality. And and you've worked with kids. You work with kids. They're little ego monsters. They want what they want. They want it now. And it's very hard to stop them from being like, give me what I want. Sure. Usually they want like chips or candy or more TV time. But other times they want your blood or soul. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Dude, I recently, like within the last couple of months, in a complete non sequitur, had a five-year-old Look at interrupt me and say, I came to your house when I was a baby. And I know for a fact that that was not true. Yeah. So I thought I had misheard him and I asked him to repeat it. And he said, yeah, I came to your house when I was a baby. No, you fucking did you? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't born yet, but I flew over your house. I don't even know your parents. (laughs) Like, by what means did you even get there? Like, transportation wise. Kids say such creepy things. Our friends have a have a five-year-old right now who just says mean things. Like, not trying to be mean, but just be like, why are your teeth all yellow and mine are all white? <laughs> and you're like, that's messed up, kid. Why would you say that? Kids love that. They yeah. love that shit. Yeah, they love pointing out the, your little imperfections. I always, I always talk about how strong I am and how big I am, like big my muscles are and how handsome I am. Yeah. I have kids this year who have been, you're not handsome, you're old. <laughs> cool, how old am I? 65? You don't have no concept of age, you fucking bastards. The funny thing is, is like when you're in school, anybody above like 10 is old. So then as you get older, your teachers actually get younger. Like I remember going back to visit like my first grade teacher who 
in my mind was like ancient already mm-hmm. at first grade. And then you see like, oh, you're like 35. <laughs> and I guarantee you when you went back to visit that teacher, yeah. that teacher was fucking petrified of you because of all the creepy shit you said in her first grade class dressed in your Gankenstein costume. (laughs) I drew a picture of a man whose rib cage was exposed because spiders were eating his flesh. Yeah, and I guarantee you that teacher has slept like 30 hours since you were in her first grade class. (laughs) Yeah, kids, dude, kids can be fucking creepy and kids in real life can certainly be creepy but I mean... Can you not think of a movie about creepy kids? We have so many here to talk about. I'm sure there's a ton we missed. The list was exploding. There's just so many. So where do we want to start? Okay, let's start in what probably to me is like the oldest one. That okay. I, at least the one, the oldest one that I could think of. All right. In 1956, there's a movie called The Bad Seed. Have okay. you seen that? I have not seen this movie. <gasps> woman, oh, a now woman named Patty McCormick mm-hmm. plays an eight-year-old girl. Okay. Who is just the the prettiest little blonde-haired pigtail epitome of like the perfect child. Dad goes out of town for army bullshit. She's left home with the mom, and we as the audience can see that she's kind of putting up a facade of how great she is. Yeah. But the mom is buying it hook, line and sinker. It ends up that she's like a literally a fucking sociopath. She ends up, spoiler alert, a child dies on a field trip, and it's a child we know beat her out for a medal, a spelling medal or a penmanship medal. It was a penmanship medal. <laughs> Whoa. And we know that she was mad that that kid won the medal. And slowly we find out that she was near the child. He fell into the, into the water off of a pier. We find out that some people saw them both on the pier together right before... The kid went missing and then eventually was found drowned. Oh, no. Et cetera, et cetera. Later on, the mom finds out. The mom is, like, questioning her. And the little girl is like, yeah, I was with him, but I didn't see it happen. Uh, I was with him on the pier, but then I left and he must have fallen in. And then the mom finds the penmanship medal that the boy was wearing in the girl's stuff. And it's like, fuck. And the mom interrogates her, interrogates her, interrogates her. And it just gets creepier. There's this amazing scene of this girl on the couch and she's telling about how she killed this kid, right? Mm-hmm. And she's sitting there and she's like, like, I'm literally, no joke, like, if touch my neck, Rumi. I'm literally getting goosebumps because it's one. Of, it's a great performance too. She's sitting there and she has these special tap shoes that have little metal plates on them. Yeah, called tap shoes. No, no, but they're not, she made them in the show. Oh. She, <laughs> those are called poor people tap shoes. <laughs> no, she's, she's talking about how I tried to get him to give me the medal, but he wouldn't. So I hit him with my shoe. And then when he gave me the medal, he started crying and he wouldn't stop crying. So I hit him again and I hit him again. And when she says it, She's saying it angrily, and then she starts screaming. So I hit him with my shoe again. Creepy as fuck. And then she's like, and then he fell in the water. And then I started to walk away, but he started to climb out, and he was all bloody, and he said he was going to tell on me. So I hit him with my shoes again. It's fucking terrifying. And it's 1956. Wow. Super cool. She goes on to kill again in the movie. Ooh. She admits to past a past murder Whoa. in the movie with, for, that has no foundation. It was a woman that she was taking care of her, like an old woman who was a babysitter, died, fell down the stairs. The girl says, yeah, she tripped on a cat and fell down the stairs. And then later casually admits, I bumped into her on purpose. 
but for no reason. The woman didn't like know anything, or at least as we know, she just killed her to kill her. Whoa. So the the it's interesting because and I heard I heard and read about this in '56. I forget what studio released it, but in '56, right? We still have the studio system in in, in film, and they had if you were a murderer. I don't know if it was a literal rule or just like a off the books rule, but if you killed someone in a movie and you were the, like the antagonist, you had to die. You had yeah. to get killed by the end of the movie. Killed or arrested? I heard it was arrested, but yeah, you, you needed punishment. Like, so how do you punish an eight-year-old murderer? Yeah. So there's an act of God at the end that cleanses her from the earth. I'll just say that. I mean, spoiler alert, but I'll say that. But it's interesting because when you watch this movie, you're like, how can this fucking end? How could this end? Car crash. I won't tell you. Lightning strike. She dies in a fire. Check it out. It's pretty fucking cool. <sighs> now I need to see this movie. That does oh, sound dude, awesome. It, I just got it on Blu-ray. Santa Claus brought it for me because I was really good this year. Nice. He didn't bring... Her name is Rhoda. He didn't bring Rhoda anything. Jeez. It's It really... It is It is like goosebump, raise the hair on the back of my neck, creepy, just telling you about it. It's so well performed. I think it was based on a play. Ooh. Ooh. We should we should do a play, Rumi. That sounds awesome. I, I love... I've been, you know, going back and watching some of these classic old fifties movies, and I, I, I recently watched like Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter is probably my favorite, uh, to use your term, thriller. I don't think yeah. it's horror no, thriller. No, no, no. It's a thriller. It is the scariest movie I can think of, though, it's because really it is cool. terrifying. Really good. I, yeah, we've been watching that and a couple of these ones, and and I, we should check that out. That sounds awesome. I'll, I'll give it to you. Remind me. Oh man, that sounds really cool. What do you have though? Well, I was going to start earlier as well, but not with a movie. It has become a movie, but I was going to start with the book that first introduced me to messed up kid behavior, and that's... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, God. (laughs) Well, I mean, Herod did kill all those kids. He was like, wait, some other kid's going to like challenge me? Kill them all. (laughs) No, Lord of the Flies. Oh, nice pull. Sucks to your ass, Marumi. I I didn't think about it. Kill the pig. Slit its throat. Yeah, that book... Shit, that's a great poll, Rumi. I didn't think of that. That book scarred me pretty good because it was really twisted. And and the whole thing that it comes down to is is the idea of, and, and this is something that we can think about when we talk about all of these, what keeps kids from being evil? Because all of them are these little ego machines. All of them really have no reason to be good other than us teaching them to be good. That's an existential argument. We could get, sure. we could get real deep here, Rumi, get some, some real out there thoughts, but... Lord of the Flies is all about that. Like, if Mm. kids left to their own devices, would they just become violent little monsters? Sure. And the book says, yes, they would murder murder pigs and kill kids and... Kill fat kids that look like pigs. Yeah. I remember reading that in high school. I want to say it was freshman year, but like whatever year. I remember that was one of the books in school that like you start to read and then you're immediately like... This is fucking awesome. And yeah. you like do great on all the assignments. You read the whole book. You don't buy any cliff notes. You don't yeah. copy any papers from anybody. You just burn through. I've read that book numerous times now. I have there's numerous editions of the movie. There's oh, not editions, versions. There's a couple different. I think there's at least two if not three versions of the movie. Yeah. It's such a great story. None of the movies stick out to me though. I agree. There's one that's hailed as like the better one. Yeah. There's like a Criterion edition of it and everything. Yeah. But I agree. I, f- I feel like the book uh, a book is usually better, but the book is definitely better than the I, movie. I don't know in that why book. this one hasn't been done as as good of a movie as it could be. And I don't know if it's like, whether it's the actors or just like tackling it's a pretty heavy subject. But I think we're in the time where like we could, we could probably Although, tackle can this. Can you imagine though if Hollywood right now tried to make a Lord of the Flies movie? It'd be ridiculous. It'd be all those kids from Stranger Things would be in it and like 
it, Stranger Things and the cast of it, which is half the cast of Stranger Things, and you know, just all the all those kids on an island, and their hair and teeth would be perfect, and it and would I be. Think they'd either pu- and the violence and the like. What we're talking about the the crux of that book, the important shit. I think they'd either dial it way the fuck back. Or way the hell up. It wouldn't. I don't think they would try to represent the book and make it a, 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 a quote unquote real portrait of what was happening. They'd yeah. just be like, "Let's make it shocking," or they'd be like, "Whoa, we can't have kids killing kids." Yeah, let's have Jack and that kid have a tea party at the end, just talk out their issues. Well, and the interesting thing is, I remember when when we had to do this book in in school, like like you did. I, I think I had it. In, in, we read it in grade school, and the whole thing was supposed to be about like see how bullying is bad, but instead it just turned on to like pick on the fat kid and sucks sure. sucks to your ass, Mar. I happened to be the fat kid, so that kind of sucked. But <laughs> really, I would never let anyone drop a boulder on you, ever. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, Lord of the Flies, that was my first creepy kid pick. That's a good one, too, because I, when I was thinking of it, the ones that I thought were a little bit more dyed-in-the-wool-like, mm-hmm. socially conscious ones. Another one that I had, which is exactly what I just said, is, come play with us, Danny, forever and ever. Run, 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 run. The Grady Twins from The Shining. Creepy kids. That movie, fuck, man, now I want to watch that movie. I didn't think about it all week, but the movie's just so creepy. There are so many images there are so many scenes there's so many parts of that movie that are just terrible like really scary yeah and on the heels of what we just said about lord of the fries have you read the shining the book yes that's what the kubrick movie i feel is scarier than the book absolutely the book is not bad and i feel if the movie didn't exist the book would be scarier yeah but i read the book and i read it after i saw the movie to be fair but i it did not uh, it it's, it explains a little bit more of some of the images you see, like the dog blowjob and stuff. Yeah. But like... <laughs> the, the scariest part of that movie yeah. for me. When yeah. she just comes down the hallway and like, not only is it like, I'm watching a man in a furry suit with like a, a potty flap on the back of his furry mm-hmm. suit wearing, like, is it a dog or like a warthog mask? it's a dog. He seems to be blowing a guy in the bed and the guy sits up and like looks yep. at Wendy, at Shelley Duvall, and you're just like... What is going on? I don't understand. I have so many questions. This is something sexual, isn't it? And I saw that like at the peak of me understanding sexual things. So I was like, that looks like that thing that I saw in that book I'm not supposed to have. But Did, did you go to Catholic school? No. Okay, so I went to Catholic school. So not only did I see that, get scared, now I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> that was not part of the curriculum? No, not at all. Not at all. Sex in, in Catholic school is explained like this. Okay, guys, here's how it works, but don't you ever do it. Don't you do it. You will don't die. watch a movie about it. You will die, and, and everybody will hate you for it, and you'll get diseases. Um, <laughs> I agree with you that one of the creepiest parts of that Shining the movie. We've been segued. We're 19, talking about yeah, blowjobs. The 1980. Not, well, so, wait. So, so, the, so let's get back to the 1980 kids. Shining. <laughs> um, I think the dog part was creepy as fuck, but yeah. one of the most hailed creepy part yeah. is those fucking twins. Oh I mean, God. it's been parodied. It's been stolen. It's been done yeah. so many times. Um, Just the iconic. twin daughters who we've heard about in exposition yes. of the last caretaker who we know brutally murdered them with an axe. We see them numerous times talking to the, I guess the I mean the main pro, one of the main protagonists, if not the Danny, the little boy, and uh, we know that they're ghosts. We eventually see them chopped up, Ooh. but like they multiple times are calling to Danny, asking him to play with them, which is creepy as fuck. Like it's yeah. really just well done, and I think 
that's probably like if you said if you get the man on the street and say, "Hey, creepy kids in a movie." That's got to be top five, right? Top five. Top five. And, and if we were to so. play categories, I think most of our list is hitting that top five. Sure. Yeah, I think so, too. But this also plays on the creepiness of twins. There's like, you know, that seeing double thing. And like it it, it, it plays into a lot of things. Like the kids are creepy. Dead kids are creepy. The twins in the situation are kind of creepy. It's mm-hmm. just creepy all around. Twins are creepy because it's like somebody just command seed them. <laughs> command seed, command feed. Yeah. Right next to each other? Yeah, you're like, wait, what happened? If they were little gingers, it'd be even worse. Oh, I agree. <laughs> do, you know, <laughs> do we know any... Uh, I'm married to a redhead. She's going to kill me for that one. <laughs> she's going to kill you because fucking redheads are creepy. <laughs> I don't want to do two turns at once, but you ever see a movie called Children of the Corn? Fuck, yes, I have. That was creepy. next on my list, too. Creepy as hell. Well, let's co-do it then. Okay. Tell us about Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn is another Stephen King. Man, yep. Stephen King loves creepy kids. He does. He loves kids. Yeah. So S- Children of the Corn is is uh, the chick from Terminator before she's all badass and her boyfriend or is it husband? I know in the book, which is which was a Stephen King short story, short it was story. husband, I believe. So they're tra- whatever. they're traveling through like Nebraska and they come to this town they're like, "Let's let's get some gas." And they stop and like nobody's around. It's like empty and these little kids are running around like <laughs> And then it turns out, like, the whole town is just overrun with a creepy kid cult that is sacrificing adults to a corn monster that they have somehow contacted. He who walks behind the rose. Malachi wants you, Aaron. Whoa, who said that? (laughs) (laughs) And the leader of this cult is this creepy little kid who something's off with him and and in further research we find out that he has he he's he was old like that dude's like 26 in that movie but he has that he has that condition that he looks young even though he's like 26 there's something off about it you're like the actor's he, name is John Franklin right and he does look like a little man child yeah. but he's a kid he, he's a kid yeah but he's older he's older than any of the other kids in the movie and when he's, he's doing it a weird it. almost like little person type of voice yeah. like it's it's a weird voice he is the leader of the cult at the beginning of the movie yeah and everybody listens to him like there's a couple times where like shit's about to happen someone's about to kill somebody and they'll say no Isaac said they wanted him he wanted him alive and yeah. like so we know Isaac's in charge Isaac's in charge but he's got a goon he's got a lackey he is not yeah Isaac is not the creepiest the creepiest person in my and I think my opinion counts extra because I have red hair. <laughs> but the creepiest person in the movie is... Malachi! There's a guy named Malachi. He's an also an older kid. I would say he's a teenager. He's played by a dude named Courtney Gaines. Yep. A creepy, creepy fucking guy. I mean, I think all redheads are creepy. Sorry, Kate. And other redheads. Sorry but for me. <laughs> not me. I'm good looking. <laughs> <laughs> You'd know him for sure. He was, I mean, he was in a bunch of stuff. He was in Back to the Future. He played a guy named Dixon, but I don't remember him from Back to the Future. But Children of the Corn was his first big movie, and he's creepy as fuck. And he is like the, in, like you said, the enforcer. Like he's the guy who's going to kill. Don't fit in his head. Like, yes, just that is true. Teeth. That's a good way to say it. He kidnaps Linda Hamilton at one point. You get one of the best lines Outlander, we have your woman. Outlander! And screaming. Like, in the, in, I guess if it was written better, the film would have been cooler because it would have worked on multiple levels and had multiple plots. But Isaac is supposed to be the leader of this cult, and Malachi is like, like his right hand man or whatever. Yeah. And at some point, he tries to usurp power through right. violence. 
because that's all Malachi is like. Even the people in the cult are afraid of Malachi. Yeah, he's he's the bad dude. I actually really like this movie. I think this movie suffers from crappy VFX, like back in the day, old sure. school VFX. At the end, there's a big fire and Ugh, it does I, not look like fire. No, I would have loved it if there was like a real corn, like because in the book, it's one of those situations where like, and then I saw something that made me go insane. The corn came alive, and mm-hmm. it's like nobody knows how to show that. And I think that there could be better ways to do it. But the whole movie, they're like. Their, their like altar to this corn monster is a cop, a dead mummified cop mm-hmm. tied to a the corn man. I think yeah, they call him a corn crucifix, and that is awesome and really creepy. And like, there's a scene also where they show kind of the beginning of this uprising, where they go into the deli, and the guy's like, "Hey, kids, stop messing around!" And then the kids oh, jump yeah. over and they grab this dude inside the deli and they jam his hand in one of those like thin meat slicers, and it's like, oh my god, thin roast beef never looked the same to me again. <laughs> Who wants a little hand sandwich? Nice, well played. <laughs> um, yeah, no. See, your takeaway is to not eat ham. Yeah. Or or thinly sliced roast beef or whatever. Yeah. My takeaway is fuck redheaded kids. <laughs> Amanda keeps going. If we have kids, I hope it's a redhead. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I I really do like the 1984 film. But did you know there's eight of these motherfuckers? Eight of these movies. I've seen at least two and three, I believe, and they're. Even more forgettable than the first one. Children of the Corn is fun and great for what it is. Yeah. But it could have been a I think it could have been a more um like a stronger film. Yeah. It's fine, it's fun, but I think it could have been scarier. I think it just ran with the premise of creepy redhead and like, you know, backwoods backwoods type children. Yeah. But I think it could have been an actual scary but there's not very many like memorable scares in my mind. But uh the sequels are just, <laughs> just... I can't believe there's eight of them. Eventually, Isaac comes back. That actor comes back to reprise the role like much later, like in the sixth film, he comes back to reprise the role. That's interesting. I think it's called Children of the Corn 666. Yeah, I wanna, that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> this is one of those franchises that doesn't just do a Roman numeral sequel. It gives it a subtitle as well. Yeah. So you have Children of the Corn. Then the sequel is Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. Spoiler, it's six more movies after that. <laughs> <laughs> Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. What? Then we had to go straight to video a couple times. <laughs> you think? Children of the Corn, The Gathering. Okay. Children of the Corn 666, Isaac's Return. <laughs> there you go. That bastard was like, I'm going to sit out for about four movies. Come right back <laughs> Come in. Right back Slide in. right back in around the 666. Right when my royalty checks start wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> There was uh, Children of the Corn Genesis in 2011. I can only imagine how good we are. Fucking what? 84, 94, 1004? Like almost 30 years after the first one. I'm sure that one was great. (laughs) Then there's a Children of the Corn TV movie in 2009. Here's all I remember. I remember being stoked to see this, really excited they were doing Children of the Corn, and then I remember nothing about it. So that tells you how good it was. Oh, wait, sorry. Children of the... We missed one. Children of the Corn 5. Yeah. Fields of Terror. Okay. Why didn't they call it Field of Screams? (laughs) Why don't people fucking consult us? We have all these ideas. If you build it, he will come, and then we'll sacrifice you to him. (laughs) As if gingers needed another bad stigma. Children of the corn. Creepy. Who so I guess let's just for the sake of a, ca- a countdown later, who's creepier, Isaac or Malachi? Malachi, right? I don't know, man. I I want to see him duke it out. But and uh, I mean Malachi ends up do. winning. Yeah, Malachi yeah, wins. Yeah. yeah, Malachi's creepy as hell, man. He's really so it's good. Like little weird disease voice guy. 
or redhead. <laughs> Redhead's creepier every time, every right? Every time. Unless you marry him, yeah. fool. <laughs> no. I'm talking to you and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in the case of our redheads, well, you being yourself and my wife, we, 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 get, we got the only hot ones. That's not true either. <laughs> I was going to say my sister's not bad, and Jessica Rabbit if you count her. but I count her. And just to be clear, I'm not saying my sister is hot, nor am I putting her on the same level as Jessica Rabbit. You could be one of those creepy kids. <laughs> if you're having a thought about your hot sister, you are a murderer, and you're going to die soon. That's true. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I have a movie to follow this up with. Because it's... Children of the Corn 9. <laughs> I married incorrectly. <laughs> Ginger Wedding. <laughs> no, this one... Red Wedding. <laughs> Ooh, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Children of the I didn't watch most of the rest of them, but I would skip from Children of Corn 3 to Children of Corn 9. Do you love it when there's a big series of movies and somebody goes, you don't need to watch 2, 6, or 7, but you need to watch this one. This one. Like James Bond films, this happens to all the time. Fast mm-hmm. and the Furious movies, I feel like. I've never seen Fast and Furious franchise, and people are like, oh no, you don't need to watch, watch 1, 5, and 8. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, really? You don't think there's anything I'm missing in there? Like, nope, don't even worry about it. No, I know. Like, no, like mm-hmm. I'm Fast and Furious specifically. Just watch 5 and 6 and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, there was a movie that came out before Children of the Corn. Yeah, it was called Babies of the Corn. <laughs> <laughs> Corny babies, rama-lama-dinga, shibbly-doopity. It came out in the 50s. That's why that song... <laughs> No, this this is called Who Can Kill a Child, and it's a 1976 Spanish horror film. And its plot is creepily similar to Children of the Corn. Mm. It's an English couple that they're, she's pregnant, and he, she and her husband are on this trip, and they go to this island, like a fishing island, off the coast of Spain. You say a fishing island. I'm, I'm imagining an island sitting on the coast of Spain with a fishing pole. but they get to this island and all they can see is children there's just children and the kids are like just staring at them and like peeking around corners and like oh wait what's the name of this one who could kill a child okay and they see an old man and they're like oh finally an adult hey old man the old man's like ah he's running away and they're like huh that's weird and what what they don't see happen is the guy runs around the corner and this little girl's chasing him and just laughing at him and then the dude falls down and the little girl runs up and just starts beating him to death with her cane and like laughing the whole time and it is brutal but the guy's not dead he's he's beat up beat really bad and they drag him off and the 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 visitors the man and his pregnant wife are like hmm let's try and find something that's going on so the guy's looking around it's a lot of these just empty alleys ways and empty squares where it's like where people should be here what is going on and everywhere you turn there's like a little kid just like zipping out of the corner like hiding around peeking out windows and the dude hears some commotion. And the way they cut this is incredible. Is he's creeping up to this door that you can kind of see through into a courtyard. And it's a group of children. And they, they're all playing like a, a game. And you see some kids are like yanking on a rope. And a girl has a blindfold on. And she has a stick. And you're like, oh, they're playing pinata. And as the guy gets closer, he can see more about what's happening. That she's not just holding a stick. She's holding a scythe. And the kids aren't pulling on a pinata. It's the old man hanging upside down. Oh, shit. And they're like yanking him up and down as this blindfolded girl is swinging a scythe at him and he's barely alive, just like dripping blood upside what down. What year is this? 1976, dude. 
And it was Spanish, you said? Spanish. It's called Who Could Kill a Child? So then the whole time the guy's like, oh, dude, these kids are murdering adults. And the wife is like, well, what are we going to do? We can't kill kids. And the guy's like, I don't know, man. And, you know, he has a pregnant wife. And they're trying to figure out. So he ends up finding like an MP40, like an old machine gun. And he's threatening the kids and the kids are chasing them like 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 swarms of kids chasing them through this island. And he's trying to get away and they get to the docks and the kids show up. I'm just going to spoil this. You guys need to see this movie. He starts shooting kids with this machine gun and it like hurts him. Like he doesn't want to do it. But these kids are killing. He starts mowing down these kids. Suddenly these police show up in a boat and they're like, who could kill a kid? Pop, 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 pop. And they kill the dude. Night of the Living Dead style? Night of the Living Dead style. And the cops are like, oh my God, terrible. And the kids are like, come with us, come with us, yay. And like the cops start following the kids and then they're like, wait, what about our boat? And they turn around and the kids are stealing the boat and one kid pulls the rifle and just shoots all three of them, just kills the cops. And then the kids are like, yay. And they're like, come on, let's get on these boats and let's get out of here. Let's go play on the mainland. And the kids are like, do you think other kids play, less, play, play like us on the mainland? And they go, they will. There's lots of kids, and they love to play. Is it a, is it a Spanish-made movie? Yes, it's not it's, an American movie yeah, made in it's, Spain? It's, it's a Spanish movie directed by Narciso Ibanez Serrado, and the film follows is an English... Spanish Yeah, accent? it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, no bueno, brother. <laughs> <laughs> es mierda. The film follows an English couple who find an island inhabited by maniacal children. It's a great movie. Kind of slow. There are definitely really slow moments of just like empty streets and like little kids being like, and you're like, oh my God. But like when it's doing what it does well, it sets you up for great payoffs of just like, no, oh my God, this is messed up. When did you see it? Like, how, did you, how did you find it? I think I rented it from Netflix when we had like the DVD subscription thing. Back in the older days? Yeah. Back, <laughs> for those of you who don't know. When Netflix first came out, and maybe it still does this, but you could get a DVD and then send it back and they would send you another DVD. Oddly enough, this is the second time in the last two days we've talked about this. Apparently it's still a service, but now streaming, like that's an add-on option to streaming. Oh, well, I don't do that. No, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Except me with my my flip phone. My flip phone is one of the only devices in California that still accepts CDs. (laughs) (laughs) Or DVDs. It's it's hard to find the DVD. It, it It is hard to find, but... It's a really cool movie and pretty freaking twisted. What do you got next, man? Well, I guess the perfect follow-up to that. Mm-hmm. Let's go back a little bit. So you're talking about kids with a scythe. Yep. Chopping it, an old man hanging. Yeah. Pretty graphic. Let's go in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Again, go back in time a little bit. I said that the bad seed was 1956. Let's go 1961. Oh. Twilight Zone. You are now entering a world of mystery. A child stands before you. Is it just a child? Well, some fucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There's an episode called It's a Good Life. It's a one with a little boy who is actually in another episode, which is one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes, too, where he gets a toy phone where he could talk to his dead mother. I'm sorry, dead grandmother. Is it the same boy or or just the same actor? Same actor. It's not the same character. It's a Good Life, though, is a six-year-old boy... He's controlling his entire town because he has like telekinesis ability where he can create and destroy anything he wants in his mind. So he makes monsters and shit. You never see much of the things he makes, but people talk about it and react to it. It's just as creepy as if you showed a fucking more 
creepy than if you showed a CG thing. You did a good thing, Anthony. Exactly. You, you did a real good and thing And everyone's terrified because not only can he create shit and everything, but part of his power is he knows what you're thinking. So if you have bad thoughts, he will get rid of you. How he gets rid of people is he wishes you into the cornfield. My brother was being bad. So I pushed him into the cornfield. And there he is right now. So creepy. If people haven't seen this episode, there's an episode of The Simpsons that parodies it where Bart Simpson has mental powers and he makes Homer into a giant jack-in-the-box at one point. That is part of the episode. He makes a guy into a giant jack-in-the-box. Oh, yeah. And, like, it just makes people disappear. To the corn? Yeah, they just, whoop. What is, and like, I tonight we're watching TV. Yep, yeah. and I'm going to make this show. And it. But everyone just goes, that's good, Anthony. It's good that you did that. Yeah. And he's like playing and he's like, he pulls his hand out of a hole. And they're like, that's an interesting thing you made there. He's like, yeah, I made a ground chuck with giant teeth and stuff, but he bit me. So I wished him dead. And they're and like, you could see the terror in the grown-ups' faces, but they go, that's that's real good, Anthony. That's yeah. good. And like, you know, there's there's adults who are talking to other adults and they're like, we, we can't keep doing this. We have to get rid of them. And they're implying that they're going to kill this kid. Yeah, they're conspiring against him. 61, but and not conspiring to stop him, conspiring to end his life. Yeah. It's exactly what you said, how they're egocentric and all they want is immediate gratification. This kid has the means to gratify his every need and everyone has to go with it. And the coolest thing about this thing is that this kid... He doesn't necessarily seem like a bad kid. He just seems like a normal kid who gets frustrated all the time. But like the end result of this kid being spoiled by all this behavior and everybody just bowing to him is that he can now just like make you disappear if he wants. He can kick you out into the cornfield. He can turn you inside out, like whatever he wants. And I feel that like the the actor and the direction and stuff of the show is he's creepy, but he's not malicious. It's not Children of the Corn. It's not the movie you just described. He just wants what he wants, and if you're in the way of that or if you anger him, gone. And that's like, you know, I see kids all the time. That's why if a five-year-old and a five-year-old are playing and they get mad with each other, they'll fucking hit you because I don't give a shit. Like, I know that that's not right, but I will, I'm not in control of my emotions. I can't think rationally, and you're very impulsive. Yes, you know what I mean? It's all impulse. So... I'm fucking 35. I know I would have wished my parents into the cornfield a lot, even in high school. <laughs> I mean, I think the kid's doing it wrong, man. He's watching stupid TV shows. I mean, I'd be like, pizza party every night. Like, I'd be in a better house. They're living in some <laughs> Dust Bowl era shit house. I mean, like, wouldn't you be like, mansion now? Bing! Sweet. But I guess when you're a kid, like, I would rather make a monster in the ground that I could play with than yes. fix my house. I don't yeah. give a fuck about the house. Yeah, he's making toys for himself in TV shows that he likes. Yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> Do you remember when they kind of redid this for the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen that in forever, so I only remember bits. I can't remember the gist of it. They, they kind of have a version of this where the kid make, he makes like a giant creepy rat. Like, they try to show too much. I mean, it's still pretty and good, but... And I, I believe that is the strength of this. Mm-hmm. You know, you could... The movie you described when we talked about Children of the Corn, that's a little bit less surreal... Yeah. You know, when you have something like this, the creepy shit is not what he makes. It's not what he does. It's him. So when you have that kid acting like a kid, and you're right, he doesn't look creepy. The uh, Rhoda from The Bad Seed that I was talking about, she is acting creepy, and she does a good job. This kid's not really acting creepy. He's just acting like a kid, but he's got that power. And everybody's reaction to him is, right. is what makes and it scary. And that's what makes it scary. They're, they're all scared shitless, man. Right. A, a, he's like a dictator. Like He might as well be a mad king who's like... Oh, what'd you say about me? Off with his head. You know. Right. But he's just a little kid who'd be like, I want dinner now. Is dinner here now? And they're like, no. And he's like, 
Peace. Right. And I See think that. And you're right. There's a lot. Really, there's a lot of that episode lies on the faces of the people around him. You know. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, the strength of that movie is that sometimes less is more. And I also, the Twilight Zone episodes are usually, the creepy ones are usually creepy. It was just, it was better filmmaking, I think. Just classic. Than what we have now. I love Twilight Zone. I have another one here that's not really a classic, Mm -hmm. but it's a good one. And it definitely is on my list of of creepy kids. Okay. Um, There was a creepy, creepy kid movie Mm -hmm. in the 90s. Starring a couple of kids actually in the movie, but the main kid was a little blonde actor you may have heard of. His name was Macaulay Culkin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the one where he uh, traps those two men in the house and tortures them? (laughs) 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 It's like Saw, but with Macaulay Culkin. Uh yeah, I've heard of that one, the the Saw prequel. <laughs> no, uh, you ever hear that? Like, that some people say that Jigsaw is really uh, Kevin McAllister grown up. Uh, no, I, <laughs> that's a thing. I've, it's not my joke. I've heard that before. That's amazing. No, no, I'm talking about uh, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood in a movie called The Good Son. Okay, this is a good one because. Elijah Wood, he's a good actor. Yeah. I like Elijah Wood a lot. In the stuff he's done, like Wilfred is awesome. He he was good in the Maniac remake. But, and I mean, of course, the Hobbit movies, he was good in that. But like him as a kid in the movie Huck Finn and this movie, mm. he's an amazing kid actor. Yeah. And this is such a great example of just how messed up putting kids in situations can be. Sure. I, I like this movie a lot. And this one's really creepy. This is a good one. And it actually, this is cool in comparison to the other movies that we're talking about because if you guys haven't seen this movie it is um i believe a why elijah wood is the good is the good child macaulay Culkin is the evil child and if i'm not mistaken don't elijah wood's parents die and he has to go live with somebody well the mom's dead and the dad has business so he drops the kid off with the aunt and uncle friends or cousins or whatever right but elijah wood is in elijah wood is with another family yes and Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin, is like a, supposed to be a good kid. Yes. But as the movie goes on, he shoots a dog with a homemade gun. Crossbow, yeah. They throw a uh, a dummy off an overpass and cause a huge Mr. pile Highway. up. Yeah, Mr. Yo, Highway. That's right. A whole bunch of creepy shit, and it just starts getting worse and worse. And here's the very interesting thing mm. is I feel like this movie is played out like other 90s thrillers. Like this could easily be like a Richard Greer movie mm-hmm. fighting one of the Baldwin brothers. Like, sure, like, sure. Because the whole time, Elijah Wood's like talking to doctors and be like, do you believe that children could be evil? And they're like, I don't believe in evil at all. You should. Right. Like these moments, these standoff moments. And that's what I was going to say. Compared to the other movies that we've pretty much talked about, possibly with the exception of The Shining, the protagonist in this movie is also a kid. Yeah. So it's not, I mean, it's a kid menacing many people, adults and kids. But your main force of opposition in that movie is another kid. And Elijah Wood knows that he's creepy and he keeps trying to warn everybody. Right. And then Macaulay Culkin keeps like showing him up and making him look like an asshole. It's almost like child's play, but with two kids instead of a kid and a doll. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, very it's kinda much so. like Kind of like a good way to explain it. Oh, man. There's a moment where they're climbing up in this treehouse and the ladder breaks. And Macaulay Culkin grabs Elijah Wood because Elijah Wood's falling. And he's holding him there. And he goes, if I let you go. You think you can fly? And I was like, oh, can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> it's it, it's really good. And uh, a personal side note, 
your cousin's evil and has murdered people? <laughs> no, my sister is. <laughs> <laughs> I was a decent kid, or at least I didn't get in trouble a lot until yeah. like late middle school, early high school. But like when me and my sister, who's two years younger than me, when we would have a good fight, yeah. she would yell out, you're just like the good son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And the end is messed up and heartbreaking. Because yeah. they're 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 wrestling on the edge of a cliff, which again, like, doesn't this feel like a '90s thriller movie? Sure. Like one of the Baldwin brothers and Henry yep. and Queer tussling on the edge of a cliff, and they both end up almost going over. And the mother grabs of them. The mother of Macaulay Culkin, Culkin grabs them, and she's been wrestling with this. Is my son she's evil? Suspect now, yeah. right? Yeah, she and yeah. she's holding on to both of them, and she's losing the grip. And Macaulay goes, "I love you, mommy." I need both your hands. And then's like, let him go. And she makes her decision. She has her Sophie's Choice moment. And it's it's Fucking. twisted. Oh, it, it's good. It's a good movie. It's not like the bad seed, I would say, is like a classic. No. Um, no, no, no. This is not that Shining good. classic. Children of the Corn. Uh, good Son is definitely a better movie than Children of the Corn. I would say Good Son over Children of the Corn, I guess. But I'm never like in the mood to watch The Good Son. I watch Children of the Corn like every other year. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. But I probably should watch Good Son. I should own that. Yeah, it's I it's a good. It. It's played as a thriller. It's not played as a horror movie. It's, right, that's it's, true. It's good though. That's true. The real horror of that movie is that Elijah Wood grew up to look like he does now. The real horror of that movie is that mom didn't have an abortion. <laughs> Speaking of abortion, do you uh, have any abortive movies? I do. That was my that was my callous horrible segue into a movie called The Suckling, which was also originally called Sewage Baby. <laughs> Yes, and if you don't believe us, it is on Amazon Prime right now. It's Check on Amazon it out. Prime right now. There's a couple great movies on Amazon Prime right now, but The Suckling is about a back alley abortion clinic slash crack house where a bunch of unsavory characters are, and this woman has an abortion, and they throw the baby in the sewer, and sewage, sludge, toxic waste mutate the baby into the suckling monster who entombs the crack house in like a cocoon womb sort of thing a gooey shell and then murders everybody inside while getting bigger and more grotesque and like teeth and just like it's a huge puppet though which is also kind of cool that is cool, cool. this what year is it do you know um this is 1990 okay this movie is oh that's like I and mean, that's great for that yeah this movie is hyper low budget this movie is not good. I, I know I sold it well. I know everybody wants to go out and like immediately watch this. This is a great movie to watch with friends to laugh at because it is so bad, but it's hysterically bad. Well, you know I have Shitty Movie Sunday. It has literally been, at least on the table, it has not made it into the vote. We do a vote every week. It's been on the table for probably months now because oh, it's on you, Amazon You guys Prime, have to do it. You have it to do it. It seems amazing, but yeah. I, think abortive, I think abortive baby that kills people in a crack den... There's a couple polarizing things in that in, in that pitch where people are like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like other people, are like the opposite of us. I'd rather not watch that. That person should leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you heard it here first today. We're recording this on a Sunday, so maybe we'll watch that tonight. I hope the you suckling. do. Do you remember that we watched? I think you were there for these. We watched the Paperboy. Yes, remember that? That's a good creepy about kid. a killer Paperboy. I think he another thing with like 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 is in the Good Son where he has a, a new family or he wants this woman to yep. be his mom or yep. something like that. He kills people with a baseball bat and like and a screwdriver. Did yeah. he? Ba he was bashing his own head against the wall for being a bad boy. Yes, yes. Awesome. This scene is hysterical. So yeah. Bad banging his head or bad, either with bad. a bat. Of, it was good. That's a really, really good one. I remember that. I remember growing up moments when like some kid would be like, I want to come home with you guys. 
I like you better than my family and being like, that's really sad. But like the paper boy just takes that farther when the woman's like, no, I can't be your mom. That's really weird. He like starts like killing people and like coming after the family. He also like cuddles up to her in a really creepy way. Yeah, I remember he's that. Like, I remember that. Mm. And he's he's not like a kid kid. He's like a, a preteen, like voice starting to crack yeah, level, like which just makes it extra weird. Old enough to have a paper route. Yeah. He's an entrepreneur. See, every time that a kid told me that he wanted to live with my family, I was like, oh, really? And then we'd come over, then he'd spend some time with my family, and then go kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's a good one. So, speaking of mothers, I have a movie that I love. This came out in 2014, and it's called Goodnight Mommy, and it is an Austrian horror film, and it is about two twins- Creepy. Wait, how many twins? Two. All right, your math checks out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't often math, but when I do. (laughs) It's these twins and their mom, they're they're living in like this bitchin' house in in the Austrian countryside and their mom is recovering from some sort of facial reconstructive surgery. So her face is, face is in creepy bandages the whole time. And the two twins are... man style? Yes. Okay. And the two twins are kind of like, dude, I don't know if that's our mom anymore, which is creepy. How old are the kids-ish? Oh, they must be like 10, Younger 11. than teenagers. Young, okay. young, young kids. And they're out playing all day and stuff, and they like find a cat, and they like collect cockroaches and, you know, little boy stuff, but their mom is mean to them, really mean to them, like always doing shit that you're just like, you're a crappy mom. But then these kids start trying to figure out what's going on and they're like, we don't think it's our mom. We think it's somebody else. And they start digging deeper and deeper. And then like, oh man. Don't leave me hanging. What? Oh man, what? At one point, the mom wakes up tied to the bed and the kids start torturing her with sharpened pencils being like, you're not our mom. What? Yeah, dude. Effing gnarly. Great. For that scene, I'm assuming that if there were two twins, you know what kind of pencils they would use? (laughs) Number two. Oh, <laughs> math joke. Yeah. I don't often math. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie has great twists and turns in it, some really good moments, and it is unbelievably cool. Weirdest thing, though, there's another movie called The Other from 1972 that mm-hmm. has, it's, again, almost identical. It's Dude, basically. I've heard of. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of that it's, one. It's basically the same movie, but. Again, they're twists and turns that make them equally... Both of them are very good movies, but the twists and turns that make these similar movies very enjoyable in their own ways. Interesting. I haven't I haven't seen either of those. I've heard of both of them. Goodnight Mommy is rad. I've I, heard. I, I don't want to go gnarly. I don't want to get into it too much. Like, I didn't mind spoiling some of these other movies, but uh, Goodnight Mommy is worth the surprise. Go see it. And I heard that was... I heard that was a... Uh, I heard it was heavy. It's heavy. Like, and it's not necessarily, like, fun it's, stupid It's a shit. slow burn, too. It starts out right. really innocuous, where it's just like, oh, these kids are kind of weird. And then it's like, oh, this mom's kind of weird. Oh, man, they're mean to each other. And then by the end, when, like, everything's going gnarly, you're just like, this is so messed up. Really, love, really I good. I love when a movie, like, when, when it's a journey, you know, you kind of go along with it for a minute, and then mm-hmm. you start to, like, things happen. Some of my favorite movies have been like that. I'll do you, I'll do you a quick one. Okay. Not really a creepy kid movie, but in my opinion, has a real creepy kid in it. Yeah. The original John Carpenter Halloween. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The movie opens with a point of view of like a, you know, almost like a voyeur kind of like looking in on these two two teenagers kind of making out. Yeah. Then they go upstairs and the, 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 the POV 
follows into goes into the house, rummages through some drawers, pulls out a butcher knife from the house. It didn't bring the butcher knife with him. Yep. He took it from the house. Oh, he puts on a creepy clown face mask first. Before he goes upstairs, the dude who was making out with the chick leaves. The POV goes upstairs, sees this topless chick sitting there. She yells out a name, so apparently she knows him. Stab, stab, stab. She's dead. Goes out into the driveway, and the parents come home. We find out... It's Michael Myers, a, a young Michael Myers, five or six years old, Dressed right? This is a clown. Creepy, partially because he murdered his sister mm-hmm. for seemingly no reason. Creepier because he knowingly went into his post-sex sister's room to look at her boobs. Yep, really creepy. Creepy. <laughs> Remember we said, if, if you are that brother in the movie, if you're the brother who's skeeving on your sister, you're either going to die or grow up to kill people. I don't even want to think that my sister has boobs, let alone see them. I know, right? I would stab myself. <laughs> <laughs> would you put on a clown mask first? Oh, you have, I mean, have the precedent has been set. Yes, I would. Wouldn't you call me out on it if I didn't? <laughs> In other news, Matt Carrigan was arrested for stabbing himself after accidentally seeing, or purposely seeing, I guess accidentally seeing his sister's boobs. You'd, you'd, call, me, you'd call me for jail. I'd be like, that would be my one phone call. They'd be like, uh, Rumi wants to talk to you. I'd be like, oh, Rumi, hello? You didn't have a mask on. You didn't wear the clown mask? What'd we tell you? What, are you kidding me? What are you? <laughs> you will never have that chance again. Oh, man. Oh, my uh, gosh. That's a, a little quick one, I think. Uh, like, you know, there's not much so, more creepy kid stuff in there. So here's here's a, here's a quick one. This movie is, is called Pieces, and it's a- uh, I know a, the movie, yeah. It's a, it's a good chainsaw movie, but it starts with a creepy kid. Creepy kid is doing a puzzle, but the puzzle is of a nude woman. Nice. I like this guy. I, I would hang out with that kid. <laughs> <laughs> so the mom comes in. She's like, you can't do nudie puzzles. Go get a trash can. Throw it away. And the kid, instead of doing what his mom says and getting a trash can, he gets an axe and chops his mom up and then saws her body into pieces. And then, you know, from there, the movie takes off. But here's my question. Where did he get that puzzle? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I thought, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I thought no, you were going to ask a real question. that's my exact point. I, I get everything else. But like, where do you even buy puzzles? Puzzle stores? Is a specific place? The past. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, look, I'm not an expert on puzzles. I've done a couple. I did a Puzz 3D Millennium Falcon. I remember that. But I like, had that for years. Never tried it. I don't I think it. have I ever, outside of the presence of old people, been like, let's do a puzzle. My wife loves puzzles, and I like doing things that my wife likes, so it's fun. It's got to be a good puzzle to so do it. puzzles are lame, but your wife happy is cool? Yeah, but I guess what we could do, <laughs> and you know... The therapist keeps saying we have to compromise. <laughs> I'm going to interpret that to mean nude women puzzles. Where does this kid get a nudie women puzzle? That, like, that's the thing that blows my mind. Where did he get it? Okay, if anybody here knows where to get nude, I mean, first of all, the internet, but if Obviously. anyone here knows how to do a nude women or where to get a nude women puzzle, please write us, let us know. If you guys have nude women puzzles, where do you I, get them? Actually, scratch that. I don't want people sending me nude, nudie shit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's all you have to do. Hot nude women stuff. <laughs> no uggos. Hot chicks, okay? Um, if you want, I could give you, like, uh, requests. I could tell you who we want to see. <laughs> so if you're a nude women or a puzzle. <laughs> so all the Puzzle Maker fans out there, get creepy. <laughs> and this is before the internet, so I get it. Like, that's all he's got is puzzles. But, like, if the mom had just let him finish the puzzle, he might not have murdered all the people in the rest of this movie. Can you imagine she got it to heaven, and they were like, what are you in for? And she was like, taking away a nude puzzle? 
And the other <laughs> angels were like, from who? She's like, my son. Where did he even get that? I don't know. I, I didn't don't have know. time. And, I told him not to do it. Next thing I know, murdered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you got to be a shitty parent if you can't fend off your like a, your kid from an uh, like an axe attack from your kid. She didn't see it coming. He had the he had the element of surprise, <laughs> almost as surprise as discovering your child doing a nudie puzzle. <laughs> I would love to see the prequel where he goes to a store and is like, "I will take one nude puzzle and one axe, please." <laughs> <laughs> like, hey kid, you're not planning on murdering right. your mother when she makes you stop doing this puzzle, right? And he's like, "No." They're like, "Here you go." <laughs> Are you using these two things together? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy depends on how fast I could finish this puzzle. <laughs> oh my god, the guy selling it is like. He's like sitting at the checkout. He's like scanning through. It's like axe, boop, nude puzzle. He's like, hey. And he goes, it's for the kids. He's like, where's your mom? She's in the car. Where are your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? I can't tell you. Why not? Because you're a stranger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Who's your cousin? Elijah Wood. All right, your story checks out. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, oh God. my God! All right, so puzzle killers. Those those are always those are always good. <laughs> you got another one, Rumi? Yeah, you know what? I have a big one. Another one that I would have to say is top top five, if not top three, even. Yeah. Nineteen uh, nineteen eighty nine, a movie called Pet Cemetery, again based on the Stephen King book. Yeah, Stephen King loves kids. You have Gage is a creepy little fucking kid, <laughs> right? Oh, dude, who knows how to use the phone? I'm surprised for his age that he knows how to use the phone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, the, the premise of the movie is there's this ancient Indian burial ground that if you bury something, they come. it can come back. In the book, it makes it very clear that usually they come back just a little bit like off, a little stupider than yeah. before. But sometimes... Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. Don't go down that road. Sometimes they come back evil. Yep. So the premise is this guy loses his son in a tragic accident. First he loses his cat, buries the cat in the sacred ground. Cat comes back just a little weird. The yeah. movie makes it come back more evil, but the book, it just comes back a little off. The and, kid and dies. the cat doesn't like him. Like, right. Like everybody else seems cool with the cat and the cat just kind of stinks. But smells, yeah. Yeah, but the cat does not like him. Tragic accident takes the life of the kid. The dad buries the kid. The kid comes back evil and is killing stuff. The kid is played by uh, an actor who you recognize from movies like Kindergarten Cop. His name is Miko Hughes. Miko. He comes back, and he when he comes back, he goes across the street to the neighbor's house. We see him doing some scary shit with the neighbor. It's just he 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 does a great job of being creepy. Uh, he keeps saying like things like "I brought you something, mommy," or. Later on, it's not fair. Yeah. Um, He calls the dad from across the street. I played with mommy. Now I want to play with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That just shivers down my spine. It's really. And it's a great. It's a good movie. It's it's done really well. They do a good job with that kid, too, because it's like kids are hard to make act. Sure. They'll do what they what you tell them. And it's hard to get them not to be part of. Of the scene, you know, pretending that there aren't cameras there. It's hard to get them not to look at the camera, right. not to look at who who's prompting them. And this kid does a great, they do a great job of how to get this really young kid to be this scary and make these evil faces. And, oh, man, there's that moment where the mom, like, sees him and he makes, like, the, 
no, mommy, don't hurt me face. And you're like, oh. Yeah, and she's at that point, she's kind of suspect that, yeah. that something's up. But he make, he pulls that card like the kid in the omen, makes him feel makes her feel bad. Yeah. And he gets her. It's it's really, really good. Like, I remember me and my sister used to, like, play that. We used to try to scare each other with that. What? <laughs> Wait, how do you, did you play Pet Cemetery or just Killer Gauge moment? Killer Gauge. Like, we'd scare each, it was more like we, we scared each other with okay. it. There's an interesting moment in that movie the father, when he tries to stop Gage, uh, he has like a sedative or something in a, yeah. in a hypodermic syringe, yeah. and he gets him in the neck, and it makes the kid, which is a if you w- remember this shot, the kid stumbles backwards a little bit, trips over something, and falls against the wall, and he bangs the kid. It looks like in that shot he bangs his head, pretty good, and he goes, "It's not fair, it's not fair," yeah. and you realize the kid is now dying for the second time, and you're like. Even though he's like a homicidal, like supernatural, creepy kid this time, that's fucking like sad. Like you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of sympathize with with his creepy dead kid character. It's pretty gnarly. I know that you are very scared now. Sometimes when you go to sleep, <laughs> especially that we don't live together and I can't protect you anymore. <laughs> All right. I can make Gage no longer a scary thing for you. I can. I can. Shed light on that. I can pull the sheet off so that that, that ghost is no longer scary. Want okay. me to do that for you? Okay, I'll, I'll play along. Okay. When um, when I watched the miniseries V, yeah, and you see Robert England, yeah, as like the nerdy alien, and you're like, my dad, my dad told me that's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. I was never scared of that again. Like no problem anymore. Right. Gage was in Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. Pick a picture right now. That actor, Miko Hughes. Picture him in his Gage costume with like the ash white face and everything. Picture him going, "Boys have penises, girls have vaginas." <laughs> <laughs> Gage is no longer scary. <laughs> not fair. Not fair. Boys have penises, girls have vaginas. That's funny. Oh man. Well, since you brought up the Omen, I, I, I think everybody has. Most people have seen this movie. This movie is phenomenal. Great, creepy kid. It's all for you, Damien. All for you. <laughs> I yeah, that I mean that's a great movie and a classic movie and has some of the best creepy kid moments cuz sometimes you're like is he evil? Is he just a little kid? Sometimes he's both. Right. You know, sometimes he's just amused by all the chaos that he's causing. Right. Um that also has like four different movies that I haven't seen. I've only seen the first one. Have you seen any of the others? I have, and I have all of them, and have seen all of them. I actually watched all of them this October. Yeah. You know what you're missing? What? Nothing. Oh, good. The, two, the, <laughs> the second one is not bad. The third one's pretty stupid. The remake is fine, but it just does- Didn't do anything. All the, what is this? All the tropes of an early 2000s uh, horror movie. It's just like, whatever. The original one is just fucking classic, though. Classic. It's so good, too. Uh, yeah, I love the original Omen. That's a really good one. Another one that- I don't think we need to dive in too much, but is one of the older ones on here, which, again, I think this is one that people would often mention as being a Creepy Kids movie, but yeah. nobody's seen recently, okay. is Children of the Damned. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and I purposely didn't put this on this list because I was like, I've seen the old one and yeah. I've seen the remake, but like probably in college, and like didn't leave a huge impression. Like, they're, good. They're creepy. They're yeah. not, yeah, they're not great. They're just creepy. Really creepy kids. Yeah, and I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Not enough to... Uh, to care, I guess. <laughs> there was one that we both watched recently over Christmas break, which was uh, Better Watch Out, that had a creepy kid in it. Yep. Uh, Actu- oh, yeah, he's like a creepy young teenager, I guess. Pre- I guess he's like 14 or 15 yeah, in the movie, he's right? he's pretty creepy, though. There's another one called The Children, mm-hmm. which is an old, I 
if it's not trauma, which I think it is, it's basically trauma. Mm. That one is some mysterious gas blows into a town and turns all the kids killer. It's pretty good. That nice. would work for shitty movie, but also would work if you just watched it yourself. Then there's another one. Did you ever, did I maybe ever make you watch a movie called Beware Children at Play? No. That's the same premise as what I just said, but <laughs> traumatized like a motherfucker. Oh, so it's like super bloody, uber super cheesy. gory, yeah. terrible acting, terrible everything. Sleazy. But it ends with this bl- glorious bloodbath of like the town realizes that these kids are evil. Yeah. And they're fucking pitchforking kids and sticking them the things with pitchforks, cutting them in half, killing them, kids? shooting them, sticking guns in their mouth and blowing and blood shoots out the back of their head. <laughs> it's just like an orgy of violence against Is kids. Is there cheesy the music going? Like, not that cheesy, okay. but it's definitely like, it's not played serious per se. Yeah. It's trauma. It's, it's trauma at what trauma does best. Basically, you know? let's shock you with a bunch of children dying. Exactly. Yeah, and okay. well done, you know, shitty out of, not shitty, but cheesy out-of-pocket effects, you know what I mean? But toilet, like Toilet paper and carol syrup. Yeah. yeah fun. Sure. Trauma. Trauma, trauma, trauma. trauma fun trauma. as hell, though. Really, really fun. That's awesome. Back to like the the, the suckling, like killer practically aborted babies. You ever seen like The Brood or yeah, any of those? Yeah, The Brood was good. Yeah. I've only saw The Brood for the first time within the last like two or three years. I've never seen it before. I knew what it was. I just never saw it. That's a good, I mean, it's a good movie. I think Super it's really solid. effective. Yeah, The Brood is cool. Uh, it's Alive. There's another killer baby one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's that baby's creepy as hell, a little fanged up. That's one of those movies that like the ty- the cover art yeah. on the VHS tape in the in the video store scared the fuck out of me for baby, years like, as a giving kid. You side eyes, yeah. Like, eh. And then I watched it. Actually, I watched it when I was in the city on I Am Legend, Missing You, when I lived in New York. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, this is a stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dumb. All right, my last one is one that I watched recently. Uh, it's a German, uh, Belgian horror movie called Cub. I think you can also find it under the name Welp. But Cub is is the movie, and it's about a group of Belgian Boy Scouts who go out onto a camping trip, and they have this legend. They're like, in the woods of this area, there is a uh, like a wolf boy. There's a there's a, a a feral kid living in this woods, and he'll kill you. And they're like, that's bullshit. And then the kids proceed to get murdered one by one by one by a kid wearing a creepy like wooden mask. And like a large mountain, deformed mountain man, like as a team killing these kids. Dude, there's one scene where these kids are all in a tent fighting about who's who's in charge right now. Cause like they're they're adult leaders. It's two men and a girl. Like they're getting they're off dealing with some other shit. And the kids are in the tent. They were they were told stay in the tent. Don't leave the tent. You guys stay here. We're gonna figure it out. And shit's going down outside, and the kids are like, we need to get out of here. We could help. We could help. And, like, the I'm the leader of this group, and I say stays, and they're arguing about it. And then you just hear this noise, and like, what's that noise? What's this noise? And this truck just runs through the tent and just runs all these kids over. Oh! Fucking gnarly. What year is that? This movie came out in 2014. So, like, the one kid who is a creepy kid, he's, like, kind of the outcast of the group. It's up to him to, like, save people and figure out what's going on. So he goes into the woods, and he finds this feral kid, and he finds this, like, network of, like, buses that are buried underground, like, turned sideways and shit, where this creepy, deformed man has basically raised a wolf child to kill for him. And it is awesome. Really cool movie. Uh, It was on Amazon, and I watched it. Amazon Prime? Yeah. Oh, awesome. It was really cool. Yeah, why do we still live together? I know. It was really awesome. 
All right, I'm going to give the ending away. So there's all these, like, traps in the woods, freaking cool traps. One of them, so this woman's running through the woods. She's all bloody and shit, and she sees these headlights. These traps that the cub has laid? Yes. She sees these headlights, uh, like, up up on the top of the hill, and she's like, oh, I found the road. And she comes up, she crawls out, and she's like, help, help, help. And it's just like a carousel made out of logs with headlights on them that just light up every few <laughs> seconds. And then she turns around, the big bad guy's there, and he starts... Beats her up, drags her down into the secret bus. The one live kid who was a Cub Scout comes down and he's trying to save her, but him and the Cubs start fighting. And then he, he, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Basically, it ends with this the one human kid who's not a monster ends up killing the wolf child, ends up killing the other adults. Mm-hmm. And then when the big guy comes up to him and he's like, I'm about to kill you, kid, the kid puts on the wooden mask and just looks at him. And then the guy's like, come on, let's go. And he takes the place of the wolf kid. Kids are such dicks. Yeah, how crazy is that? Fucking cool. It's a good movie. It's really twisted. If I was that hero kid, depending on what like age range or what year, I may have killed the bad guy or I may have been like, okay, yeah, let's do it. It's pretty gnarly. I will say there is a scene where a dog dies. It's not very graphic, but it's pretty sad. They make it a big deal where, like, the dog <laughs> Not worried dog about dies. doing a disclaimer for the people, just for the dog. Yeah, trigger warning, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any more movies? Um, I guess just an honorable mention to say that, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies wouldn't be what they were without the, the kids in the dream sequence and the... No. One, two, Twins. Freddy. Oh, yeah. yeah like... And, well, triplets almost. Well, are they twins though? They're all wearing the same shit. I thought it was always twins jump roping, but maybe I'm wrong. We need at least three girls, right? You need one on each. <laughs> I don't always math. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously don't jump rope. I think that's called <laughs> when you have three kids who are the same. I think it's called three twins. <laughs> triplets. <laughs> but I think you you need those kids in that movie and in, in, in that sequence, right? You need you need that song is so important to that franchise yeah. and it had to be kids. There's always kids in the dream sequences. Kids are usually like the harbingers in those movies, right? Where they're like, you need to go save, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason this all works is because if you take something sweet and innocent like a kid right. and you make them shitty little murderers, it's scary. It's messed up. Subverting a child or like menacing a child is like the worst thing. So like making the child the menace is really, really messed up. Let's do this. Let's do this. What we have talked about, right? The movies and kids that we've talked about. Could you fall victim to any of them? Is there any that you don't think you could conquer? Oh my God. No, because I, I have been in this situation and I got out of it. Wait a minute. Yes. You were been in a situation with a creepy or a killer kid? Yes. So I was working at this studio way up north, and this studio is on the edge of, like, L.A. civilization. Like, from farther north of this lone studio is just highway for miles, right? I saw headlights moving in the distance, so you got closer. So we were doing a show there, and the guy who was, like, the stage manager had like a crap ton of kids. He was it was very strange, really weird. Already weird. You're like, so you have like a brood of crazy kids. Sure did. And they would like run around a lot. One of them, one day, he had one of those like foam wig heads. And like the costumer was like, I gave him one of those foam wig heads. He's playing with it. How fun is that? I saw him sitting in a corner with a knife, just stabbing the shit out of this foam <laughs> head. 
And I was like, nope, nope, no. I go to my office, and by office I mean small carpeted closet that had room enough for one chair and my computer in, and I would digitally transfer files. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I had to stay late. It's like 9.30 at night. The lights are automatic, so you have to like walk down a hall to make the lights come on. Mm-hmm. I'm packing up to leave. I open the door, and it's a long hallway, and it's dark. Except at the far end of the hallway, there's a single light shining down on a small child who has a wig form head on top of his head with his shirt pulled up (laughs) to hold the wig form head on the top of his head. So it's a small child with a white styrofoam head sticking out of his shirt. And you can't see his real head? Can't see his real head because his shirt is pulled up over it to to keep the wig head on top. So he looks like a tall giraffe styrofoam man. (laughs) The styrofoam is all deformed because it's been hacked to pieces with a knife. (laughs) Because he's already killed him. And he's holding the knife. (laughs) He's just standing there. Ruby is literally getting off the couch now to show me how he's standing. standing there holding the knife with the styrofoam head sticking out the top of his. And I just opened the door and I saw it. And just went, nope, slammed the door <laughs> shut. I stayed in there for another hour and a half. I watched, I watched, like, I, at the time I was like binge watching like uh, uh, Six Feet Under or something. I like watched two more episodes of that shit and was like, I'm not coming out. And like, I would like peek under the door to see if that kid was still standing there. He stood there for a long ass time. Not as long as like, I outweighed that kid. Kids don't have much patience. But that kid, how long was that kid standing there before I even opened the door? Just standing there, statuesque, with just murder movie moment in his head. That was honestly one of the most freaky things ever. See, now I'm trying to think. So you beat, he was more evil than you, but you were more patient than him. Yeah. You didn't, like, no offense, you didn't use your brains. You didn't out-physical him. What was I going to do? You just, no, nothing. You would have gotten stabbed. Stabbed as fuck, yeah. Although I would have fashioned a spear out of that one chair that you had in the room. (laughs) 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 No, but you you waited him out, which I think is awesome. And now I'm trying to wonder, like, all these creepy kids that we talked about, could any of those kids have been defeated by a simple act of patience? (laughs) (laughs) And they just waited it out? Yeah. But it made me think just now. that dad is like, I wonder if I buried that kid. And ring, 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 picks up the phone. Daddy, I played with mommy, and now I want to play with you. Yeah. Nope. nope. Click, Click. Lock the door. All the nopes. But here's the thing, <laughs> and and this is where like that that one movie, Who Could Kill a Child, really makes you think. Like, at what moment is violent reaction or defensive violence okay to a child? Like, I don't know if that kid was actually warranted. I would not judge you if you stabbed that kid. But but yeah, would everybody be like, he was just a kid? I'm like, yeah, but did you see him? Did you see what he was wearing? Like, could I have just like opened that door and start charging down the hall? Like, fuck you, nah, with a sharpened chair leg? That would have been that would have been frowned upon. I don't know about the legal precedent, but I feel that morally, you should at least do like what cops are supposed to do and announce it. Be like, yo, kid, I got this spear chair, <laughs> and I'm gonna stab you in your exposed belly because your hair, head, your shirt is over your head. Yeah. I'm gonna stab you in your exposed little belly and lift. You start acting like a kid right now. And if the kid was like, "Oh shit," and put his shirt down, then you cannot stab. But if that kid raises that knife, stab, 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 stab immediately. I was afraid you for my life. That child, just yes. like the cops. <laughs> yeah, but then you might have to like arrange the scene too, like put the knife back in his hand and shit. <laughs> it was messed up. It was a real messed up moment. I'm glad I got out of life. Do you think kid with a knife, I guess, is scarier than kid without a knife? But I still even feel like that. Kid with I feel fake like stabbed head on top of his own, that was fucking freaky. 
but you had the wherewithal to know that that was like like it like it wasn't like a, a like a dark situation where you did you thought that was his real head and that was the decoy and you would have stabbed that head and then got stabbed in your penis because he was lower. <laughs> like you knew it was a fake head. You knew where the real head was. He was doing it to scare me. You don't you don't do that not to be creepy. It was I'm trying to be creepy. Here we go. Yeah. So here's here's what I would have thought. And depending. This is one of those things that I could tell you right now what I think I would have done in that situation, yeah. but I wouldn't be sure until I was in it. I would do one of two things. Break that chair, make a spear, and destroy that child, or go back in my room and outscare the kid. I would have put my shirt, I would have made some sort of fake head out of the materials that were in the room, put my shirt over my real head, and then... <laughs> <laughs> I just see that ending in in man on child knife fight. <laughs> Would you watch that movie though, <laughs> dude? And, right? And they're like, "Stop menacing this guy's kid." I know he's a creepy being a creeper, but like, you can't threaten that kid. I'll be like, "You don't know. You don't. Do you believe in evil?" And they're like, "No." This would be it. Would be like a Lord of the Lord of the Flies type of um, ending where like you are dressed up like a scary something and the kid is dressed up like a scary something you each have a weapon and you're about to annihilate each other and all those automatic lights turns on and it's like you know the a pa comes in is like uh mr mclean are you and then he turns the corner and you and that kid are there about to murder each other dressed like creepy makeshift monsters and he's like what and then i look at the kid and the kid looks at me and he nods with the styrofoam head and we both stab the pa <laughs> I'd watch that movie. In, you and the kid each put on that wooden cub mask together. Oh shit! Oh man! All right, let's uh, let's initiate some countdowns here. All right, I'm ready to do the countdown. Uh, wait a minute, Rumi, look down the hallway of the launch pad. You oh, see the shit. the automatic lights are starting to turn on. Do you did, see Do you see a shape over there, Rumi? Did you bring a creepy kid to the launch pad? I don't know if I brought her, but. <laughs> <laughs> She's here. <laughs> Who is this? We are your future friends. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you asleep? What? It's ten thirty. Why aren't you asleep? Asleep? I should yeah. be because I'm an adult and I don't want to be in bed at ten thirty. You need to. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I'm going to bed now. Hey, listen, I have a chicken with two heads. Which one do I come? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's happening right now. I'm so creeped out. You have a giant invisible bull on top of your head. Tell him to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, creepy kid, can you sing to this guy? Mary had a little boy, little boy, little boy. Mary had a little boy that followed him and stared. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, uh, I'm Aaron from the Launchpad Podcast. What's your name? We don't have names. Names aren't important that much. <laughs> Why don't you wake up when I stare at you every single night? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You got a creepy stalker, Rumi. Where did you find where did you get this creepy kid? Where 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 are you, little kid? We came from 
from the moon, and we go to school on the moon, and we do everything on the moon. Oh, man. Well, good thing we're in a rocket ship, right? <laughs> Why are there spiders all over your flying car? <laughs> hey, you got a million of these singers. Little girl, have you always been creepy, or did you, like, work hard to get creepy? We got creepy on the moon because that's how we're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Knock, knock. knock who's there? He who walks behind the rose. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> you a unicorn as your pet? <laughs> I, I've never had a unicorn. Yeah, you did. Because once I came to your house and saw it. <laughs> you came to his house before? <laughs> Many times I saw it. <laughs> Can you see us right now? No, I can't see you right now. <laughs> I can smell you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you see the monster sitting next to you at the airplane? It was just a monster disguised as a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that lady. She talked about cats a lot. <laughs> As long as I'll be alive. <laughs> In space, no one can hear you scream except me. <laughs> we all float down here. And you can float too. <laughs> well, we got to talk to a creepy kid. Uh, Rumi, I think the only thing left to do is initiate the launch sequence. Matt, what do you got? All right, we got number five. If there's anything creepier than kids, it's creepy ginger kids. We got to put children in the corn. We got Isaac. We got uh, Malachi. Uh, we got all, just a whole town full of creepy kids led by a ginger and a little weird voice, little old man face. We have your woman, Outlander. Creepy, creepy, creepy. It's not just one kid. It's a town of old kids. So mm. Children of the Corn, I think, reaps the number five position with a scythe. Make sure you eat it with a ham sandwich. <laughs> All right, number four is one of my favorite ones that I've seen recently. This movie is really creepy and really good. It's slow, but it ends with a bang. This is Goodnight Mommy about two twins and their mother who may not be their mother, and they're going to find out any way possible. This movie chilled me. It was a great surprise to see. Uh, you know, I think you probably feel the same way when you feel like we've reached the end of the horror movie rainbow. Like there is nothing left that we haven't seen, nothing left that surprises us. It's hard to find movies that are really rewarding, good, scary movies. And I think Goodnight Mommy was a big one for me. I just want to reiterate, you said it again just now, but just to be sure, how many twins were there? Two. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> there was. <laughs> you keep saying two twins. It's like Saying one of any other thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, okay, uh, like, for example, I will tell you our number three is going to be Gage from Pet Cemetery. There was one boy named Gage who was one of himself, and he. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to say two twins. I get it. The redundancy is confusing. That makes it sound like there's four. You again? Does that make it sound like there's four kids? Yeah, you say two twins. Yeah, there's just twins. That's called compounding. There's two brothers who are <laughs> twins, happen to be identical to each other. They look very much the same. Does that make more sense to you, Rumi? I don't always math. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't always <laughs> bury my dead child, but when I do, I do it in an itty burial ground. <laughs> Number <laughs> three. <laughs> Number three is Pet Cemetery. Gage. Great job. Like you said before, it's hard to direct kids. It's hard to have kids act well. Yeah. And I think that kid does a great job in this part. I think it's super creepy. They clearly like used the actor to his best ability. He does some creepy shit. We see him kill a couple people. It's it's. It, I mean, it is it is what the the scariest part of that that book and that movie is. Is yeah. I mean, and really, if you really want to get like deep about it, it's not just a creepy kid. It's your creepy kid, right? Yeah. You're you're seeing him through the eyes of the man, uh, and it's his father. Yeah, so you, like you lose your kid to an accident, then you have to kill your kid again because it's evil. I would say Gage is definitely a strong a strong entry on that countdown. No fair, no fair. It's not fair. I know it's tough. We want it. This was a tough list because I I, I feel like as kids I want to give medals to all of them. They all deserve participation medals, right? <laughs> medals to all of the killer children. All the creepy kids. They were all so creepy. I mean, it was hard to who to pick to put on this, but at number two... Now think about this before you say it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number two... Because if I give it to the wrong person, I'm going to get fucking number stabbed. Two. Number two, creepy kids. Again. Think about what you're going to say. <laughs> A pair of identical sisters. <laughs> Also known as twins. <laughs> <laughs> so you got these people. <laughs> so you got these twins in The Shining. Number two, we have The Shining. It is the Grady twins. The Grady two twins. <laughs> the Grady two twins. <laughs> the Grady twins. Uh, they want to play with you forever. And they want to pop up at inappropriate moments to scare the crap out of you. And uh Yeah. They are, to me, the epitome of creepy twins and scary ghost children and, you know, iconic. That movie's amazing, and the Grady twins are scary as hell. And I'll give you, I'll give you credit for saying two twins for them for most of the time, because most of the time it's just two of them. And then later on, I guess you still only see two of them, but they're in multiple pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess cumulatively it's still two twins, but there's a lot more chunks. Um, but they've been quadrupled. And that's cute. I mean, that's scary. You see them with the blood on their face. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's pretty good. They are definitely like some scary, scary kids. And I think a lot of the public conscious thinks of them. But coming in at number one for what we think is the creepiest kid in movies and television that we could think of, mm-hmm. it's got to be Rhoda from the Bad Seed, 1956. It's probably not the one that's the most well known. But I mean, watch that movie and tell me if it doesn't creep you out. Yeah. She is, I mean, the actress is great. The story is sound. It's another one like we talked about with Twilight Zone. It's a lot of less is more. You don't see her. I don't know that you ever see her do any physical act of violence in the movie, but it's scarier it's that way. It's just relish that and she, she takes And she manipulates in the mom and the other characters. It really is scary. So that makes me think of something. I, I, I want to throw this out fast. I, I know this episode's running long, but there's a couple different types of kids. There's... The mob rules kids, so it's like the cultist children of the corn, the who could kill a child, like mobs of children, uh, uh, village of the dam, children of the dam, like the groups of kids acting as like a mob. That's scary. You have the feral child that that is raised as a monster. That's scary. And then you have the psychopath child. And those Mm. seem to be like sort of the archetypes that we've seen grow out of this. And it's like the psychopath child just is smarter than you and is manipulating you and like plotting your death. And that's freaking scary, too. Yeah, that's true. 
Hmm. This is, I mean, this episode is also about creepy children, not yeah. what creepy children become. Yeah. Because I would say almost like a subcategory is the kid who sees his parents have sex with Santa Claus. Yeah. And that's not a creepy child. That's someone who grows up into a creepy adult. Turns right? into a creepy adult, creepy starts murdering adult. people. Well, and we also have a honorable mention. Oh, I guess the creepiest child in my life, I guess not the creepiest child in your life because you've seen fucking kids with fake heads and axes. Mm. Or fake, not axes, I'm making it more scary than it was. Fake axes, fake heads and knives. But we got my friend Cynthia, who uh, was kind enough to stop by the launch pad and scare Rumi's pants right off. He was sitting here, his little hiney in the wind. <laughs> Can we do that again and make it not sound like my pants are off around a kid? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, Cynthia's making a list of the creepiest adults. Guess who went on number one? <laughs> oh, man. Do you really want me to do a cleat? No. <laughs> Good. Now that we're leaving it, it's funny Yeah, as fuck. okay, cool. No, Cynthia, thank you very much for helping us. That was very, very funny. I'm friends with Cynthia's dad, and I sent him an, a, a note with a couple things to say. But he and her ad-libbed a lot of stuff. And uh, it was really funny. It was really funny and really creepy. So thank you very well, much, guys. They surprised Cynthia me with and it. Enrique. They surprised me with it, which was That's the right. funniest Ruby thing. didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know happen. it was happening. And, and suddenly, like, my phone's ringing and we got to, like, record it. And then it's like, who's this? And it's like, creepy kid. Yep. So thank you very much, <laughs> Cynthia and Enrique. We really appreciate it, you guys. Yes, thank you very much. All right, Rumi, let's blast this thing off. You got it. <sighs> Kids love farts. <laughs> <laughs> every every creepy kid on our list would laugh at that. There were, there's like a kid behind the couch with, a, with like a little knife. It was creeping up and they're like. Guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Launchpad Podcast. You can keep up with us on our Facebook, on our Instagram, and on our Twitter at Launchpad Pod. And we're on the web, launchpadpod.com. March is coming up, and we have some great podcasts planned for you. We continue our What Have You Been Watching series, our off-week shorties, just to keep you guys swimming in Launchpad Podcast content. We're going to be covering the Leprechaun series. So keep liking, sharing, and subscribing to the Launchpad Podcast. Until next time, Rocketeers out. Out.